Blog Talk Radio. How do you do? Mrs. Betty Jo Tucker feels it would be a little unkind to present this show without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Movie Addict Headquarters, a radio show that dares to rant and rave about all things cinematic. It deals with the mysterious shadows flickering on the silver screen without all the sticky soda spills on the floor. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to, uh... Well, we warned you. Hi, movie fans. This is Mickey Starr welcoming you to our Halloween month fun fest. Thanks to Amy Hawkery for that spooky introduction, which just happens to be a parody of the original introduction to the 1931 Frankenstein movie. Oh, you're in for a treat instead of a trick today, folks, because we're playing short clips of two of our favorite Halloween interviews. In the first clip, you'll be hearing Boris Karloff, Bella Lugosi, George Bettinger, and Lizette Amato Bettinger tell Betty Jo Tucker their picks for the scariest movie ever made. Then, in the second clip, Rocky Horror Picture Show star Barry Bostwick and Blog Talk Radio CEO Adam Levy discuss the Rocky Horror Midnight Screenings that helped make this bizarre movie such a cult hit. We hope you enjoy the show, and the Halloween fun starts right now with a question for Bella Lugosi. Um, I wanted to call on Mr. Lugosi again. What I am the, here, my dear. Oh, good. I'm so glad you haven't left yet. What is the scariest movie ever made, in your opinion? Ishtar. <laughs> Ishtar. No idea. <laughs> Ishtar was the worst movie. No, the scariest movie I ever saw, I have to say, once again, is the Max Shrek Nasferatu, because it is so spooky and scary, and it is silent, and it creeps me out, my dear. Well, I know I know how, how you can get creeped out, and you can creep other people out. Ishtar, well, I never thought about that. I think that I'm the only person in the world who actually liked Ishtar. <laughs> I I have I also have a fond place in my heart for Ishtar. I understand. I feel your pain, Betty Joe. I understand, honey. <laughs> well, good. We 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 have some opinions that uh, that are uh, we are that are very sympathetic. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sympathico, right? Well, well, Mr. Mr. Carloff. What do you I would th- like? Yes, yes. Please go ahead with your question. Well, I wanted to know what movie you think is the scariest movie ever made. Well, I want to side with my friend Bella. I love all of his films, but I loved Ed Wood's Plan 9 from Out of Space. (laughs) It was a very good movie, I thought. (laughs) Plan 9 from Outer Space. My my goodness, that's quite a selection is the scariest uh, movie ever made. I've, I would I've, I would think that's the goofiest movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to know you want to know what's really funny. There was a movie that was made in 1959 called The Creeping Terror. Did you ever hear of that one, Betty Joe? No, I haven't. Oh, The Creeping Terror is the funniest, goofiest horror film I've ever seen because halfway through the movie they lost the soundtrack, so they had to dub in the movie, 
and they have to, the narrator says, now the man is getting out of his car. Uh-oh, here comes the monster. And it was this paper mache monster. You could see the people's <laughs> legs and arms coming out, eating the people. It was the goofiest movie ever made. It's called The Creeping Terror. Oh, I'm going to put that on my list because I do love to see <laughs> goofy Joe, movies. Did yes. you ever see this movie called A Man with the X-Ray Eyes? Another one. No, another one to put on my list. And listeners, I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> because that's, hearing... that's an amazing movie. And um, it's it's a different kind of horror film in the sense that, you know, this is a man that was born with uh, this uh, gift and it's uh, used and misused. And, uh, oh, my goodness, at the end I remember feeling very, very sorry and very, very scared for the well, you uh, main feeling, character. You, honey, you always feel sorry for the creatures. I always do. I, even with, like, the monster movies with Gamoron and Godzilla, I cried over Godzilla. I'm a mess. I, You know, let's let's just face it. I, I am not You're the normal. only person I know that takes tissues to a Godzilla movie. I, I do. <laughs> I was like, Godzilla, what happened? Oh, get up. <laughs> King Kong, well, we the have, same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we have two movies that have been uh, been nominated for the scariest movie ever made. We have Ishtar, and we have yeah. Plan 9 <laughs> from Outer Space. <laughs> and, uh, you didn't, you yeah, didn't so expect now, normal answers from us, did you, Betty Jo? <laughs> seriously, folks. <laughs> what do you think, George? What do you think is the scariest movie You, you really want to know, okay, the scariest movie, I'm going to say, is, and this is the truth uh, to me, when I was watching a lot of films, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen is the picture, <laughs> the picture of Dorian Gray. That is a that creepy movie. That was creepy. Mm-hmm. You are so right, honey. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, that was so. So you would go go along with uh, with your husband on that, Lizette? I would. I would because it was always that anticipation of you really don't know what's going to happen, and everything is veiled behind this, you know, this beautiful man. And his um he's a little bit too beautiful uh, well you know let's let's not go into that, but let's <laughs> you know uh, he he really loved this painting, and uh to the point where you just didn't know what was going to happen, who was going to die, who was you know well, who was going to live the, the film was in black and white, and when they show that startling scene of the painting in color with all the red and the oh my god, it just it's with so, all his sin, yeah, and all the, yeah. the terribleness that showed on the painting, it was like, okay, that's enough. I know. And, and I, again, I, I cried. Ah, will you stop crying? <laughs> you like Stan Laurel over here. <laughs> I've always, I've always really loved that movie. I do think that. Now, Stanley, I want you to stop crying. (laughs) All right, Dorian. Poor Dorian. Well, we have we have some excellent choices. Then Uh, we have (laughs) Plan Nine from Outer Space, Ishtar, uh, the picture of Dorian Gray. But I I have to I have to go back to uh, Frankenstein. (laughs) Yeah, early Frankenstein. I I think that that just completely wiped me out. It was just so frightening. And we have another caller. Great. Thank Hello. you for holding. Thank you for holding 201. You're on the air. Yeah, hi. This is Alan Levy. How are you? Hi, Alan. This is Rick Bostwick. Mr. Bostwick, this is Blog Talk Radio CEO Alan Levy. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Nice, uh, welcome to uh, the Blog Talk Radio Network and Betty Joe's show. It sounds great. Oh, good. Nice to have your your fans calling in, but I have to say that when I saw that you were on the uh, the banner and coming on the show, I I was I grew up in in Long Island, mm-hmm. and in the 70s, 
I graduated high school in 77, and at Uniondale, I lived 10 minutes from Uniondale, and that was the Rocky Horror. That's where it started, I think, one of the places. I don't know about in L.A., but in New York, right? You were prime meat. Prime. It was every Friday night at midnight, we were online waiting, and just that's where we that's where we went. That was our Friday night. In did, you dr- did, you, did you dress up? Did what? you dress up? No, I... I I was I was wearing overalls and doing other things. I didn't dress up. You're a chicken. Uh, I was throwing stuff though. I was good at throwing. I didn't dress up. But <laughs> there was plenty of people though that were dressing up, and uh, it was just the place. You know, we would go there. It, it was really a, a weekly thing. It was incredible. That it was so much energy there. It was incredible. That was at Uniondale, uh-huh. as you recall. I don't know if yeah. you guys must have done some some shows there or something too, or visited that place. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, uh, did you did you yell back at the screen? Yes, yeah. We all yelled at the screen. We knew the words. I mean, this was honestly it was a weekly thing, and uh, it how was, many times would you say you saw it? Fifty. <laughs> wow. Fifty <laughs> times. <laughs> um, I mean, at least fifty. I don't know. I mean, it was it was a whole it was it was it was the social. It was either you know you go to the con- a concert or you uh-huh. go if you're not going to a concert. It, in Uniondale at NASA Coliseum, then you go to Rocky Horror and you get there at 11. You wait online, everyone's hanging around doing their thing. You see the movie and then you're at the diner after. I mean, that was funny. It was that's really one of the early places where Rocky Horror became, you know, this uh, had this identity. Was there a right? cast? Was there a cast doing the show in front of the movie? You know, a few times they did, and there was a few of the, few of the people that would would come in and they were dressed up in full garb, and they would go up into the front of the audience in the in the the stage, and they would go and either do some stuff before the movie, or they would certainly walking up and down the aisles during the movie. Yeah, yeah. But it hadn't really taken off yet, where they they had organized this sort of show in front of the show yet. No, no. This yeah. is really when I mean I don't know when did it, did the movie come out around seventy five seventy five yeah yeah so this was seventy six so seventy five it was still very fringe of course it was on mm-hmm. the outside on the edge but this Uniondale Theater was the only place in Long Island I think it was playing wow it was there and no I think it was at the Waverly in New York City I think it had, it had started in the city and it worked its way out to the island and then. Uh, it just caught on, you know, and just started traveling around and uh, became the sort of hip and interesting and, uh, you know, happening thing to do. Right, yeah. But thank you for being part of the of the whole Rocky <laughs> Horror experience. And yeah, well, it was the formative, uh, look, formative years of my life, but it was uh, it was a pleasure. And uh... Did it warp you in any way? <laughs> I, I survived that. Uh, yeah? I wasn't, you know, there were some people that were deadheads in, those, in that era that would go to 50 dead shows and... And, and they was everything the dead they had to travel everywhere. I mean, I wasn't like that with Rocky Hard. Just I grew up in Long Island in Nassau County, mm-hmm. and it, we had we didn't have a lot of things to do. But Rocky, that's where everyone congregated, so we went there, and so therefore we got to see, you know, the movie. You know, I, I attended it 50 times. I'm not sure how many times I got through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, so. But anyway, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad you're on the network and enjoying uh, Blog Talk Radio. And, and Betty Jo, thanks for your sh- your time. Oh, thank you. thank you. This has just been such a treat for me, and I really appreciate you calling in, Alan. Well, my pleasure, and enjoy. Have a thank good you, day. Alan. Thanks, Bye-bye. Alan. Bye-bye. Man, what fun it must have been to participate in a Rocky Horror Midnight Screening.
Thanks to all our great guests and to everyone who tuned in to this special show. Plus, a big shout-out to Nancy Lombardo and Angela Drake for supporting Movie Attic Headquarters on their own radio shows. But it's astounding. Time is fleeting. So let's go out doing the time warp again. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Thank you. 